Grace, mercy, and peace are yours from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Throughout our Advent celebrations, we have been looking at words from the prophet Isaiah to remind us that our Advent prayer, Come Lord Jesus, is a prayer that was already answered once when Jesus came the first Christmas. And the prayer that we wait to be answered a second time as Jesus comes to take us home to heaven. I think you might all have seen something similar to that in your life. You know what it is when ground becomes very dry. I believe it was just this past June where we waited and waited for rain and the glass, grass got all brown and crispy and, and you could tell the leaves on the trees were kind of drooping, just longing for some water, just a drink. And you know what happens. It's kind of amazing, isn't it? Something that looks so dead and so lifeless just a little rain can bring the green back to the grass. It can bring the leaves blooming again on the trees. And I want you to keep that picture in your mind for the next few moments as we think about words from the prophet Isaiah in Isaiah chapter 35 because that's the picture that he wants us to see. Not so much from a physical sense, but from a spiritual sense. And so as we look at these words from Isaiah chapter 35 today, we pray, come Lord Jesus, come as Messiah first to bring us life, and then secondly, to bring us joy. The words of the prophet Isaiah were written 700 years before Jesus came that first time. And as Isaiah wrote these words to God's people, Israel and Judah, he, he wrote words to people who had become a spiritual wasteland. That's how God has Isaiah describe his people. People who had turned their backs on God and, and become desolate in their hearts because they were chasing after the false gods of the land in which they lived. God describes them as a parched desert, without water, without life, needing something to change their situation. I imagine that after everything Isaiah had prophesied had come true. After the Babylonians had come in and destroyed the city of Jerusalem and carried God's people into captivity into Babylon, these words of Isaiah must have caused some distress for the people. To, to know that, that it was their sins that, that caused God to act in the way that he did. And now where? Where could they turn? What was the next step? What could they possibly do to get themselves out of the situation in which they were in? Maybe our situations aren't the same as the dried out, parched land that the people of Israel had become spiritually. But we certainly know the anxious thoughts of the people of Judah, don't we? And maybe this week anxiety is for our students in the form of tests final exams that are coming up in the next week. Maybe for others, it's how are we going to make ends meet through this holiday season with the extra expenses that are coming up. Maybe it's a thought about a doctor's appointment that's scheduled because you're not sure what the doctor is going to say about your health or the health of a loved one. So many other things that can fill our hearts with anxiety and dread. And, and we wonder where, where do we look when it seems like God is taking his time coming back to this earth? Where are our answers? You know what a mirage is, right? Maybe you've seen this as you've been driving down the road. It looks like there's water in the road ahead. 
I want you to think about this, and, and, and I apologize that, that I'm not a scientist, and so for all of you scientists out there, you can probably correct me after the service. But I believe a mirage is an optical phenomenon by which light is refracted and makes an image appear on the ground in front of you, even though it's not actually there. Can, can you imagine if you're walking through a desert and you saw something like this, how excited you might be? There's water ahead. There's a chance to get a drink. There's a chance to take care of my dry and parched throat, only to discover it was never really there to begin with. And I think about the solutions that we come up with as human beings to avoid our anxiety, to, to come out of the things that, that cause us worry and pain and sorrow. Isn't it a chase? Aren't we constantly looking for the next best thing? The if-onlys of this life, right? If only I got better grades. If only I got that promotion at work. If only I had that significant other in my life. If only my health was better. If only my debt wasn't so steep. But you realize any solution that we can come up with is just like what you see on that screen. It's a mirage. Oh, it might bring some temporary hope, some temporary pleasure, but it won't give us what we really need because that can only come through the Messiah, the one who came to bring life. And that's exactly where God points us in Isaiah's prophecy. He talks about this dramatic turnaround, how the parched and dry land of the desert that was the spiritual condition of Israel was going to become a blooming Cactus, flowered, full of life. It's amazing the turnaround that God could accomplish. He, he puts it in terms of, of healing. He talks about the blind seeing and the deaf hearing and, and the mute speaking and the lame leaping like deer. And that's a picture for us of the spiritual healing that only the Messiah can bring. Interestingly enough, you might know that Jesus, when, when John the Baptist was in prison in the New Testament and he sent word to Jesus wondering if Jesus was the Messiah or if we should be waiting for someone else, Jesus quoted words from Isaiah chapter 35. Tell John, he says, that the blind see, the deaf hear, the lame walk, the mute speak. Jesus is the fulfillment of this prophecy that we're about to read from Isaiah. It's Jesus who brings us the spiritual health that we need. He gives us faith to trust in him as the Messiah, as the Savior from sin. I love how Isaiah's his description continues, and he talks about the way, uh, the safety of the road on which we travel through faith in Jesus. And in the New Testament, you might know that Jesus called himself the way, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and that later Christians would actually call the practice of the religion Christianity the way. That's the road on which you and I travel, a road full of God's peace and joy and protection. Why? Because you and I have been cleansed, cleansed by the Messiah who came that first time, who grew up to be the Savior from sin that we need who sacrificed himself on a cross and then rose from the dead to guarantee you that your sins are gone. God sees you not as a parched and dry desert. He sees you as blooming with life. The living water that Jesus called himself when he spoke to the Samaritan woman at the well, that's yours. 
that's yours through your Savior Jesus. God sees you as his own dear child, beauty instead of dryness. And then the final words of Isaiah, he simply reminds us this. We have, through that Messiah, everlasting joy. It's hard to wrap our minds around that, isn't it? Something that will last forever and joy that will be ours because of the Messiah in eternity. This is the picture that Isaiah wants you and I to see. In the midst of hot sands, there's a bubbling spring. In the midst of dryness and what should be death, there's blooming and life. And that's the spiritual description of what Jesus brings to you and me. It's why we pray, come, Lord Jesus. Come as Messiah. Give us the life that we need and take us to eternal joy. A reading from Isaiah chapter 35. The desert and the parched land will be glad. The wilderness will rejoice and blossom. Like the crocus, it will burst into bloom. It will rejoice greatly and shout for joy. The glory of Lebanon will be given to it. The splendor of Carmel and Sharon, they will see the glory of the Lord, the splendor of our God. Strengthen the feeble hands, steady the knees that give way. Uh-oh, lost me. <laughs> I can find it in the Bible, too, if you guys can't get it. Oh, there you go. Thank you. Strengthen the feeble hands, steady the knees that give way. Say to those with fearful hearts, be strong, do not fear. Your God will come. He will come with vengeance. With divine retribution, he will come to save you. Then will the eyes of the blind be opened and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then will the lame leap like a deer and the mute tongue shout for joy. Water will gush forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The burning sand will become a pool, the thirsty ground bubbling springs. In the haunts where jackals once lay, grass and reeds and papyrus will grow. And a highway will be there. It will be called the way of holiness. It will be for those who walk on that way. The unclean will not journey on it. Wicked fools will not go about on it. No lion will be there, nor any ravenous beast. They will not be found there. But only the redeemed will walk there, and those the Lord has rescued will return. They will enter Zion with singing. Everlasting joy will crown their heads. Gladness and joy will overtake them, and sorrow and sighing will flee away. The word of the Lord.